I was hot. Oh, I'm Donna Sugar. I forged my own path. I mean, come oh, on, bitch. Yeah. Oh, darling. Yeah, girl. Get into oh, it. Big silly homo. Oh. Work with me here, girls. Work with me. It's hard and it's a dick. Who cares what it looks like? Donna Sugars! <laughs> Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Shares. <laughs> what? Okay, let's take a sip and try that again. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Shares. Yes. Oh. Better, right? Yeah, I think I got it. Okay. Oh, it's all coming back to me. Oh, yes. Okay. Hi, girls. This is Donna Sugars. Uh, for those of you who know me, hey, um, I am an old bitch who did a podcast a long time ago, and um, bitch is coming back, uh, trying to bring myself back here. And uh, living in isolation for the last eight weeks made me really want to get some shit off my chest and bring back the show that I enjoyed doing so much. Uh, Back many years ago, um, I did a podcast called Big Silly Homo, and it was based on a blog that I had um, that only had like four posts, so please don't go look it up. It's stupid. And and I was just talking my mind, pretty much talking about whatever I wanted, and I was okay with that. I thought it was great, and I did (laughs) uh, maybe 60 or 70 episodes before I kind of just gave up. It was a lot. I moved from Southern California to Buffalo, New York, and I was part of another podcast for many years called Cocktails and Cream Puffs, so I put myself fully into that show, and I couldn't bring myself to do my own, and I kind of just gave up on it. And I think that now, more than ever, I need to get back to my roots, which I dyed recently, bleach blonde. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that thing when they tell you, um, don't ever try to dye your own hair? Uh, well, I ignored my own advice and uh, did it anyway. Uh, so right now, I will admit that normally I am the vision of beauty. Um, but right now I am looking like a Nordic middle-aged Santa Claus. I have bleach blonde hair and my ginger and gray beard. Yeah, I have a red beard. I don't know why. Uh, I'm only part Irish. I'm not a ginger, but for some reason, big red beard. So um, I'm a mess. (laughs) But I think we're all a mess. So I thought for my first episode, because everyone knows that the first episode usually always sucks. Uh, So I thought I would just tell you guys about myself and tell you what I hope this podcast can be. Um, I will say right now, I am not out to make money. This podcast is not a way for me to quit my job and be an online influencer or whatever stupid people do. Um, This is about having fun. This is about me talking about shit I want to talk about. (laughs) If it means that I'm going to spend a whole episode talking about whatever video game I played that week or a movie I saw or some fun show I watched on Netflix, then so be it. But that's the whole point. It's about me and whatever I want. And I hope you enjoy it. So a little bit of backstory about me, some history about Donna Sugars. So I am the youngest of three. Oh, God. I We're not going that far back. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, yeah. 
I'm circumcised. Yeah, like that's important. Um, I am a gay man. I mean, I think that's a given. I, I think that's a given. I think this voice lends itself, unfortunately, to being a homosexual male. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I am 6'5". I am broad like a football player. I am a big bitch. Um, I like to call myself a big gay monster because I'm a big gay monster. And um, the thing about me that I always, and I've never had any problems saying, is that I'm also a virgin. And um, I know some of you are like, oh my God. Well, yeah, get over it. <laughs> um, it doesn't bother me. It shouldn't bother you. So, But I think that that is part of the reason where I get my mindset. So something that a lot of people who know me uh, don't maybe don't know is that I am an adaptive homosexual. I really change myself for the people I'm around to fit in with the crowd that I'm in. And it's it's an unfortunate curse I've had for a very long time. Um, and it's the reason why I have to try very hard around people because I'm such an introvert that Donna Sugars has forced me to be an extrovert and to be myself, uh, to be who Donna Sugars is. So um, this can be a curse. It can be great. Um, I didn't have a community. I will say that growing up, I didn't have a gay clique. In high school, when I finally came out, it was because one of my friends said that she was falling for me. And I did the thing that everyone does. And I said I was bi. And then after five seconds, she realized, no, you're a big mo. Um, and I was able to tell them, and I was okay with it, and and that's when I found my first little click. But we were all a group of weirdos that didn't really belong together. We were the people who didn't fit in to any other cliques, so we made our own. So we really didn't have a lot in common, and, and to be fair, I miss those people, but it's been a long time. Like, I'm 35, girls. It's been a long time. So I didn't have someone that I would call a gay click until beauty school. And I met this beautiful angel named Kelly and she's amazing. And she, she's my favorite person in the world. She used to be a background dancer for RuPaul. She's a woman. Um, and, but she, I mean, she literally has said that if she had a dick, she would be the gayest of all gays. She called herself a faggot E-T-T-E, uh, because she was a dick away from being a huge homosexual. Um, I love her so much. She has huge breasts. Um, and she <laughs> she used to say, I have to wear a corset every day because if I don't, my back is going to just kill me. And she did. And she always looked fucking amazing. And she still looks amazing. She's brilliant. Um, she got on my case because I asked her, oh, John Waters is gay. And then she proceeded to school me on all things gay and John Waters related. But she introduced me to queer culture. She introduced me to that side of gay culture that I'd never seen before. And I fell in love with it. Like, I mean, first of all, John Waters' early films are cuckoo magoo. Okay, they're absolutely crazy. If you are young and easily disturbed, don't ever watch the movie Desperate Living. Because I still have nightmares about that black lady, that big black lady raping that, that little white woman. Um, some amazing movies, though. She also gave me a movie called Velvet Goldmine. Now, if you have never seen Velvet Goldmine, 
I'm telling you right now, stop this podcast, go watch it, and then start listening again because I'm going to talk about it for a second, okay? It's important to my upbringing. This movie had everything. It had Ewan McGregor and Jonathan Rhys Myers, and then it had Christian, a young Christian Bale, and Tony Collette. Oh my God, it had Eddie Izzard. Oh my God, so many amazing people. Now, Ewan McGregor, and this is, I mean, I still dream about this. Ewan McGregor snorting coke off of a black hooker's ass is, first of all, the sexiest thing I've ever seen on on film, Um, and still, like, shaped my youth. Like, it was the dream upon a dream. Like, when I wish upon a star, I wish that I was... To be fair, the the black prostitute, but but um, <laughs> but it was amazing. So I found my early queer understanding from that, and but I found that I could only be the person I wanted to be when I was around her. So I was constantly trying to be around her. But life happens, and and people um, go their separate ways. She ended up moving back east while I was still in Southern California, and I'm just like, now what? So. <laughs> Um, I used to work at Disney, and I had my Disney gay friends, and so I would try to do things that they do, and um, so and I I was always so adaptive to to never being who I really was, and at the same time that I was living this weird queer closeted life, because at the same time really is I hadn't told anyone I was gay in my family in my inner circle. Um, it was always outside people because it's easier to tell someone the truth when you don't know them. I mean, we all know that, right? <laughs> it's easier to tell a random stranger that you're depressed than tell your mother. So uh, living this weird life, um, at the same time, I was falling into gaming and gaming was a way to escape my life. So gay kid who loved video games but I didn't at the time realize that I wasn't alone in that community. Like that community exists. So I went through my early 20s in this weird loop of trying to figure out what the fuck I am, what the fuck my life is, everything about myself. Um, and then I started playing World of Warcraft. And World of Warcraft is a game that I still play, I still love, I talk about it all the time. Some of you have, uh, your eyes are glazing over as I say World of Warcraft. But I need you to understand that that is the linchpin. That is, that caused the explosion. That gave me my identity. That gave me the life that I have. Um, Every decision I made is because I made the choice of playing World of Warcraft. And I'll explain. (laughs) So um, I started playing because a friend of mine at Disney had said, hey, start playing. Um, I'm playing. You'll love this. It'll be great. So I started playing. I was part of her guild, which is a group of, of friends that are in like a make their own little community, um, their own little clubhouse, and she stopped playing. So here I am, this super gay kid trying to exist with all of these straight guys that don't know me. And um, one of them, after she had long gone, hadn't been playing in months, had made this comment like, who is this faggot and why is he in your group? Now, in an online game, most of the time, everything is done by text. We had a, this program that you downloaded, you logged into that would allow you to be in like a voice chat room so that you can all chat. And when I heard that, I immediately was like, I can't stay here. I went into this weird depression because that's what I do. I go into depressions and try not to slip my wrist. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, this is therapy. So just kind of live with it. Um, so I found a gay guild, 
And I'm like, a gay guild? There are gay World of Warcraft players. And I was kind of shocked. And I joined it, and it was called The Spreading Taint. <laughs> Multiple meanings. It was amazing. I moved servers. I went over and did that. And I loved it. And I was surrounded by other gay people that weren't, like, doing this for fun. They loved the game as much as I did. I found people that were like me, and it was amazing. It was a diverse group, I will say, and every tainter out there will say that they hated it, but the best part about taint for me was something called name to face. <laughs> this started it all. This started Donna Sugars on the route. Um, <laughs> name to face was an add-on that you put on so that when you were in-game, if you saw another player in the taint group, you would right-click their character and an actual picture of who uh, that they uploaded to the website of their actual face would pop up in the middle of the screen. So Donna Sugars evolved um, out of this doing drag. Like I did drag for the first time with Kelly. I was a hot mess. <laughs> I was a hot mess. Okay. Sorry, we're going back for a second. I was, she took me for Halloween to a party monster Halloween party. Now, Party Monster, if anyone has seen that movie, is Cuckoo Magoo about the club scene of the late 80s, early 90s in New York. This crazy fun scene. Um, the movie is twisted as fuck. Macaulay Culkin at his very best. Uh, so fucking good. And I read the book that she had given me. She's like, read this book. I didn't fully understand, but I knew I wanted to do drag. And I, here I am, first time in a ball, up in drag, looking a hot mess. I look like everyone's mother. So, and that was before Donna Shores exist. Um, that was when I was Eve. Um, I was trying to find a name with Eve, and then I kept telling everyone at that party as I was getting more and more drunk that, like, I'm the real, real Desperate Housewife. So I was Eva, the real, real Desperate Housewife. That was my name for a hot minute. So, <laughs> and... I felt so uncomfortable because nobody was dressed like I was dressed. I was dressed like I was going to the Cheesecake Factory and everyone else was dressing like booty shorts and high boots and blood and guts and eyeballs everywhere. Like it was art and it was beautiful. But everyone was so fucking nice to me because I think they realized that this queen is so young and this queen is so new and this and and... I was telling people, like, this is my first time doing this. And I was, girl, I was a mess. I, you know what? I'm going to use that picture for my, for my, <laughs> that picture is going to be my, my episode art. So get into this picture. Okay. So going back. Um, so drag was just something that was very new to me. So my way of dealing with it, with playing World of Warcraft, kind of discovering who I am, um, finishing makeup school at the same time that I was working at Disney and I finished makeup school, I went back to Disney to do costumes. And that is where Donna Sugar started to exist. Donna Sugars is off of the old joke on how do you find your porn star name? It's the street you grew up on in your first pet. So Donald Sugar. And I said, you know what? Donna Sugar sounds great. And then my friend at the time was like, Donna Sugars with a Z because it's a noun and a verb. And I didn't understand it then, and I still kind of don't understand it now, but I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So <laughs> it's who I am, bitch. Uh, and so I started doing drag. I started doing my version of drag where I would twice, sometimes three days a week, uh, put on makeup just to, just to do it and experiment and figure out what works. And I would do these pictures, 
And so <laughs> some of my early drag photos are a hot mess, but they came out of me fitting into this gay gamer community. So one of the earliest pictures of me is in this pumpkin orange wig reading my World of Warcraft manual. And it's it's a hot mess. I will I will post it for someone to see. It's it's a mess. <laughs> but it was everything to me. And I found a group of people. I found a community, but I still was like a small fish in a huge pond of people. And then I met my group. Um, <laughs> so I was asked to join a raid. And a raid is a group of people that get together to do a dungeon. Um, and it involves everyone working in unison to complete the task to defeat the monsters. And it, it requires a lot of effort and a lot of work and, and hard work by everyone. And it's the most fun I've ever had playing WoW. And so I found this group of people led by Jean, uh, who I love so much. And um, our off tank was, was a young man named Daniel. And, <laughs> and so many of my friends, so many people in that group became these people that I look at and I will always love. And even though I haven't spoken to many of them in a long time, I love them. I love them all in a way that I can't fully explain because we spent two days a week together working hard. Part of it, and this is really the biggest part of why I will always remember them and always love them, is that I didn't need to be anyone else but myself. And they loved me for myself. And it's a weird thing that happened that I just fell in love with this group of people because I was just being me and they liked me. It became these friendships that I can never forget. Uh, Daniel, who is goes by Daniel Brewer, um, the OG in the gay podcast community, he was telling me that he's like, I used to do a podcast. What's a podcast? Now, if this were like a, a movie, this would be where the background music would come in to say like, this is the moment where everything changed. Uh, so I went and listened to his podcast and then I started looking at other podcasts, Vera Speaks for Real, Big Fatty Online, Archer's Gang Bangs. Um, then I found one of my favorites, Gay Pimpin' with Johnny McGovern. So anyone who knows me knows that I got to do some uh, PA work for Johnny McGovern later, years after discovering him, and I love him. There's a picture, an autographed picture of him right above my computer. I look at it every day. I love him so much. He's so amazing. He, I hung out with him a lot, and he gave me this really great advice about how to become a good drag queen and how to get out there. And he was always pushing me to just do more. He's like, he's like, just get yourself out there. The, the most they can say is no. Just try it. And he taught me something very important. Fake it till you make it. He also said to dress like the guys you want to fuck, which, <laughs> to be fair, good for you. Um, it works for him, um, but it, it never worked for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I, 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 I don't, there's not enough flannel for the daddies I, <laughs> I want to sleep with. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, when it comes, so I'm, so this community led to Big Silly Homo becoming a podcast and I immediately wanted to do this. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. No clue what I was doing. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. Um, I, the original 
early episodes were just like audio recordings from your computer using my headset, all done in one take. So it took hours. If I screwed up, I had to start over again. Um, it was li- some of it was lying through my teeth, like inventing stories to make myself sound interesting. And then I got a point that I'm like, why am I lying to these people? And it was just me talking, and I loved it, and it was great. So <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but those early podcasts were a hot mess, and I found a community in the Pride 48 community of, of gay podcasters. And I met some people, lifelong friends, Joey, uh, Daniel, and and uh, that is where I met Joey Buhacker. Now, Joey Buhacker, who I have had a roller coaster relationship with, uh, not a relationship like that, but um, a friendship. Um, I think we're in a good place now, but we're, not, we're never gonna discuss that, so don't ever ask. Um, he became this friend who was always very good at pushing me in the right way. And I was in a really weird place in my life where I felt like my life was stalling. And he said, move to Buffalo. You want to do theater. I work with theaters. Come out here. You can do theater. So I loaded up my truck and, my lo- and I moved to Buffalo. Oh, God, no, not a truck. Um, I loaded up my purple PT Cruiser and I moved to Buffalo. And I've never looked back. I miss being home in California. I miss my family, but I love it here. And I love the life I have here. I love the friends that I've made here. And it all came from finding my community. Um, I will say that in the last two years, I have backslid a lot. And I found it really hard to let Donna Sugars be Donna Sugars. Um, Donna Sugars is in a box under the stairs. And the makeup has been untouched for, for months. And there are people that are constantly loving and trying to push me to do more, to be more, to be Donna Sugars, get out there, do it. Um, And I just couldn't let myself do it. I was so in my own head about this kind of shit that like, I didn't have any pride. I lost all my pride. And I didn't feel like I had a click. I didn't feel like I had those people. I didn't have those people like, like I had with, with Kelly, like I had with, um, oh God, I, I, I don't want to name them all because God knows they'll hear this and, and know how much pleasure um, I got from their control of me. Um, there are those people out there, good and bad. Kelly, I will always love and adore. Uh, Joey will always be one of those people. Gene is always one of those people that I like the person I was around them. And this isolation has forced me to evaluate that as who am I without them? <laughs> So Donna Sugars has been far and away, packed in a box, gone, and I miss her. I miss the person I am when I am her. I miss the strength she gives me. So this is my way of trying again. I'm 35. There's nowhere to go from here. No more plateaus to hit. And I say that not in a bad way. I'm not saying like all that's left is death. No, what I'm saying is I'm not afraid of anything else. Like I don't give a shit. I don't spin a lie. I don't spill any stories to make myself look better. I just don't care. Um, I reached, I, I, it started when you, hit, when you hit 30, you stop giving a shit. When you're in your early 20s, you think you know everything. And if you're in your early 20s and you are offended by that, <laughs> wait till you hit 30. When you hit 30, shit starts the shit that was super important to you before starts being less important like i used to do a lot of drugs (laughs) a lot of drugs i'll admit it i would try anything loved pot i loved pills i i kind of fell in love with cocaine for a little while 
do not recommend that any of you get into it. Um, I did some weird shit. I dropped acid. I only dropped acid once, and it was because the ecstasy I took didn't work. <laughs> so um, those are stories for another podcast. But I was willing to try anything when I was in my 20s, and now that I'm in my 30s, I hardly drink anymore. I do enjoy a cocktail every so often, but I don't drink to get drunk. I don't do drugs. I, I still love a good meal. I'm a big bitch girl. I love a good meal, but it becomes less important. I don't need to step outside of myself. That's what Donna Sugars is for. If I want to be someone else, Donna Sugars needs to become my drug. So I'm trying. So the, here we are. Donna Sugars, shoot it up. Um, so, so I talked about being a virgin and, and kind of what that is. And I will admit, so you guys understand this, that me being a virgin is not a big deal. Um, I, low testosterone. I take shots. And when I found out growing up, I, it was always, you'll meet the right person. And then it became the dark side of my, my life was like, it's because you're ugly. It's because you're fat. It's because no one can love you. And trust me, that side was so loud. Um, and then it just became, you're too afraid. And then it was, you haven't met the right person. Then it, you have body dysmorphia. There's something mentally wrong with you. Then there's, there has to be something physically wrong with you. So I went and got tested and I was told, oh, you have chronically low testosterone. So I said, oh, that's it. That's it. That's the fix of all my problems. I'll start taking testosterone shots and then I'll become a gay slut. <laughs> I wasn't like looking forward to it, but that was a way of feeling normal. And I started taking the shots and I will say that, yes, your libido when you have the proper amount of testosterone does shoot up. But it wasn't like, I still now, to this day, I just don't care if I meet someone and we do it. Hey, great. But I'm not actively going out to look for it. Like if I go to a bar to a drink and I see someone beautiful, hey, great. Look, there's someone beautiful. Like I am the first person to say he's hot. But it's not like I'm going to go talk to him and try to sleep with him. Cause it, and it's not even a confidence thing. I just don't care. If it happens, it happens. Hey, great. But I'm not. I'm not running the race. I'm not trying to get to the finish line. I'm just running the race. Like, <laughs> it's just fun. Um, yeah, the visual of me running a race. I Everyone enjoy that laugh on me. So, <laughs> so, so I'm a 35-year-old virgin. So I'm five years away from getting my own movie. Move on. This podcast has been a weird therapy session. And I'm sure that you can hear my washer in the background. Um, if you can't. Then I just broke the fourth wall for no reason. If you can, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't really think when I started recording. This is the first of hopefully many podcasts. Um, I have this amazing artwork that um, a friend Emily had made for me that I think is brilliant. Um, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love video games. So it is Donna Sugars as an 80s orc pinup. And I love it so much. It's like my orc glamour shot. And welcome to the Donna Sugar Show. It's hopefully the first of many episodes. Um, I am so new. iTunes is gone. So I'm not sure how everyone's going to hear this, but I'm going to post it to Podbean. And then we'll, if you're out there and you do a podcast, you want to help a bitch figure out how to get out there, um, let me know. How do I get on Stitcher and stuff like that? <laughs> Uh, but I'll, I'll figure it out and hopefully you'll help me. Um, I don't have a, I don't really have an email and all that set up yet. So I'm going to give you one of my personal emails. Um, it's a M W makeup at gmail.com. 
feel free to email me if you have any suggestions. If you were an old Big Silly Hummel fan, I would love to hear from you. Um, I would love to hear from you. I'm trying to set up a phone number now, and as soon as I have one, I will post it. I would love to hear from you. Love to play your voicemails. Um, I am going to get back to some of the segments from Big Silly Hummel that I loved. I love talking about video games and movies that I watched on Netflix. I love talking about um, (laughs) two minutes of news where I try to pack as many news stories as I can into a two-minute block and talk as fast as I possibly can, which is pretty fast. And so it's it's a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any suggestions, if you think I'm stupid, sorry. Um, if you think I'm too old for this shit, fine. Okay. <laughs> know that I don't care. Uh, this is for me. This is not to become internet famous, which I will admit that during this whole goddamn COVID-19 isolation, I've become hooked on TikTok. I don't ever want to make a TikTok video but I am hooked on TikTok. And I will say TikTok is mostly straight boys baiting gay men to get likes and followers. Because after 20 minutes, my feet is nothing but shirtless men dancing. (laughs) So we'll talk about that next episode because I have a lot to say about that. And I want to tell you about a video. I'm playing The Witcher 3 right now. So I want to talk about that a lot. I'm watching some really fun shows on Netflix that I'd love to talk about. So Hopefully, I can record another show in a few days, post that out. We'll see how regular this becomes. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm going to use an old intro that I have that I love that someone had made for me that is a big, silly homo intro, and and hopefully I can figure out how to make a new intro, find something that works for me. Um, Yeah, it's not my song. Yeah, I probably don't have permission to use it. We'll figure it out, okay? (laughs) Like, I'll buy a general license. Calm down. Okay, so love you all. Uh, Okay, so I haven't done this outro in a while. Okay, kisses, darlings. Bye. Oh, it's like riding a bike. Okay, love you guys. See you later. Bye.